Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. I'm thinking the Chiefs are back. It was a crazy day for upsets in the NFL. And are the Florida Gators... Wait, they did what now? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes all of a sudden look scary as hell. And not just because of what the offense is doing. The defense was terrific on Sunday afternoon, holding Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to nine points in a 19-9 win. Joining me now from Locked On Chiefs, Chris Clark. And Chris, if the defense is going to play like this, how is anyone going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs? It's going to be tough. I'm very impressed with what the defense did, especially going against the Dallas Cowboys, the number one offense in the NFL. Uh, obviously, Kansas City had a little bit of help considering Amari Cooper was out and C.D. Lamb went out at halftime. So a little bit of help there, but they still played fantastic throughout. Chris Jones with three and a half sacks really showed up today. So the offense is still not clicking on all cylinders, although the Dallas defense has also played better. Is your takeaway from this only the defense, or is it that, okay, the offense is is maybe maybe going to be a work in progress for a while? I think that you have to look at it and say that Mahomes kind of made some choices in the middle of that game that probably he would want to take back. <laughs> uh, started throwing the ball a little bit more than maybe that they should have done. They should probably run the ball a little bit more than they did. But overall, a win's a win, and you get out of the game with – uh, hopefully very few injuries. It sounds like there's at least one with Jarrett McKinnon. Uh, question about Rashad Fenton, who has played fantastic for Kansas City. So you got to hope that's not long term. The other part of this is the rest of the AFC is a dumpster fire. I mean, the Bills get smoked by the Colts. The Titans lose to a, a <laughs> the hopeless Texans, yeah. Texans team. So if the Chiefs have to be looking around the, AC, the AFC going, who scares us? Yeah, and they just beat the Raiders last week. The Raiders lost again today to the Bengals, so that's going to help. Chargers play the Steelers uh, on Sunday night, so we'll see how that goes. But really, I, you know, I think Kansas City's got to be feeling pretty good about it, about themselves going 7-4 in the bye week, you know, uh, ahead in the AFC West. And they really control their own destiny when it comes to the AFC West. They still are going to struggle when it comes to the playoffs because they've lost so many t- times to, you know, the Titans, the Ravens, and the Bills. We're going to get we're going to get Chiefs Patriots again, aren't we? <laughs> it's possible with Mac Jones. I don't know. We're going to have to see. Follow Locked on Chiefs for more on the comeback coming up. Multiple surprising upsets took place in the NFL among the best teams, or at least the teams we thought were the best in the league. We try to put it into some context. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Speaking of upsets in the NFL, the Washington football team were three-point underdogs to the Panthers, but that just fueled the fire. What's going on, Washington football team fans? I'm Chris Russell, and an early happy Thanksgiving from the Washington football team and Ron Rivera, who go into Charlotte in Rivera's return, and of course, Cam Newton's first home game with the Panthers since coming back, and Washington wins 27-21 to improve to four and six and to stay very much alive in the playoff chase. How did they do it? Well, 
Taylor Heineke was really, really good. Three touchdowns, no picks. Sure, a couple of dangerous throws. Sure, he missed a late opportunity to Terry McLaurin. But all things considered, he was really good. 16 of 22. Yes, only 206 yards, but it was the throws. It was the decisions that were really important. Antonio Gibson, 95 rushing yards. He did have a costly fumble. He did get benched for about three series. He did run out of bounds. and Maybe he was tackled out of bounds illegally. Who knows? But the Washington football team ran for 190 yards. That's more net rushing yards than passing yards. And the defense stepped up big time and time again on third down and including on a fourth down stop by Cam Curl and the final fourth down, a half sack by Deron Payne. Washington off until Monday night football against Seattle. They win in Charlotte. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles took down an injury-riddled Saints squad. Well, it was a convincing win, and then it wasn't, and then it was convincing again for the Philadelphia Eagles, who take it against the New Orleans Saints to improve to 5-6. and six. The final score was 40-29. to 29. It got close at the end. The Saints, with seven minutes to go, had the ball in the Eagles' territory, down by only two scores, but the Eagles held tough, held them to only a field goal, and then Jalen Hurts and the elite Eagles run offense took back over to put the game down. The Eagles now have won three of their last four games, and it was such an impressive performance on offense today. In the run game, the Eagles putting up over 200 rushing yards against the best run defense in the league. Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns today, the most by any Eagles quarterback in franchise history. He now has eight rushing touchdowns on the year, which is the most of any quarterback. But it wasn't just Jalen Hurts. Miles Sanders, in his return to the lineup, had over 90 rushing yards. Jordan Howard, over 60. And this offensive line put on a complete clinic. And I think that's going to be the blueprint as the Eagles have a very favorable schedule down the stretch here, getting a win against the Denver Broncos last week and now against the Saints. These were seen as the final two really tough matchups until the Dallas Cowboys come to town for week 18. Expect the Eagles to be on a run. They are in it here in the NFC playoff race after a big win today against the Saints. The first win, by the way, at home in 2021. Louis DiBiase locked on Eagles. After an inglorious tenure in Sacramento, Luke Walton is out as the head coach of the Kings. He was 68-93 and 93 in two-plus seasons, and Sacramento got off to another lackluster start. They were 6-11 and 11 on the season. Interim coach will now be Alvin Gentry, longtime veteran coach in the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, Clay Thompson, the Warrior sharpshooter, is back, cleared to practice. No timetable yet on his return, but the best team in basketball so far this season may be getting an elite shooter and defender back, assuming Clay Thompson comes back at something close to 100%. And a wild scene erupted between the Lakers and the Pistons. LeBron James ejected for a shot on a free throw. Not a shot he took, a shot he took at Isaiah Stewart, bloodying his face and turning into a raucous melee on the court. It was a bizarre and crazy scene to behold, including Stewart trying to get away from his teammates to go back and presumably fight LeBron James. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Here's a look at Monday lines at BetOnline. 
The Buccaneers are heavily favored against the Giants on Monday Night Football, as you might expect. BetOnline.ag has Tampa laying 11. The Hornets are on the road against the Wizards. BetOnline has the Wiz favored by 4. And the Hurricanes travel all the way to the West Coast to take on the Sharks, but still find themselves favored on the money line. BetOnline.ag has the Canes minus 158 to win. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and get a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Here is another story you need to know. The number one seeds in both conferences fell on Sunday with the Packers and the Titans each going down. The Buffalo Bills also lost, and it does remind me that this is why the phrase is any given Sunday. At the same time, it also feels like This is a season where we don't have that great team, that true favorite. So joining me now from Locked On Vikings and Locked On NFL, I'm being personally attacked by this uh, selection of interviews, so I need to talk to my producer next time. Luke Braun (laughs) is here. Luke, uh, Sunday was bizarre, and I'm trying to figure out if this is just like one of those weird things where all of the regression hits these teams in one weekend, or if it is the case. It's just like no one's good this year. See, I don't know about you, but I had fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. A little bit of any given Sunday, right? But there are reasons for all of this stuff. I mean, the Vikings upsetting the Packers. The Vikings live in this close game crazy world, right? And so this it was always going to be that, whether they were the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was, they played the same game against the Packers as they did against the Lions. Explain them. I don't know. But... Looking at the AFC, Terod Taylor comes back to the Texans and they're a real team because Terod Taylor's a real quarterback and they're not like limping through with Davis Mills anymore. So the records might be a little misleading. And the Titans, yeah, they got a little egg laying in them. And I think that's awesome. Like the AFC, there's nobody in the AFC that is immune to laying an egg. And I, there's nobody in the NFC really that's immune to laying an egg. Um, I, maybe the Cardinals are the best team as they're on a win streak with their backup quarterback here and they take the one seed, probably rightfully so. Um, but I, I don't know. That's what makes the NFL beautiful, right? Who knows what's going to happen in the playoffs? Cause anybody can fall apart at any time. I, I'm glad you brought it up because I, I wonder if, if this is good or bad and, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer. This is just gonna be a personal preference thing, but you know, we were used to Tom Brady and the Patriots. They were the big bad. And then you yeah. know, every, every, every once in a while, a team would come and take that title. The chiefs with Mahomes, they probably might still be the big bad, right? But do you think it's good not having those favorite teams? Because I kind of think there's a problem there where you don't like these marquee matchups are supposed to be marquee like Chiefs Cowboys was a bad football game. It was just not good. So I I just I struggle with this. Yeah, I like it. I like it when (laughs) weird teams can come. I like it when there's a Raiders that just anything can happen or a Vikings where anything can happen. Like as a neutral fan watching that kind of game is my favorite especially that my some of my favorite playoffs were 2007 and 2011 when the when the giants came from wild card round and did it you know um or i think they won the division one of those years but yeah the i i like that idea of parody and i know that some people super disagree with me some people i mean if you're an nba fan and your life is i just want to watch lebron james dunk on lesser humans right that might be what's most fun to you and and watching you know at atlanta hawks versus Memphis Grizzlies is not going to do it as much as, you know, the LeBron versus Kevin Durant, the superstar <laughs> stuff. I don't watch basketball. Are the Hawks good now? I don't know. But <laughs> that one worked. They're not, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with it. 
Okay, yeah. So sometimes you do want to watch the juggernauts and you want there to be a look up Brady versus Manning historic. Let's here's the AFC championship and that's the world we lived in. But for me, I like it more when you have less of an idea what's going to happen. Follow Locked on NFL as they try to piece together what the playoff picture will look like. Coming up, the Florida football program has been through the ringer lately and decided Dan Mullen services were no longer required. What happened to the blue chip program and where do they go from here? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you haven't tried one, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try it to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just difficult to, to eat, to want to eat. Built Bars are different. They're soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's just different. You know it when you taste it. But they're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So you're eating something delicious and you don't have to feel bad about it. In fact, you can feel good because you're fueling your body the right way and it tastes great. And there's flavors for everyone. Salted caramel, double chocolate. I love the coconut brownie. All the coconut flavors slap real hard. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So Check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Dan Mullen is out as the Florida Gators head football coach. He was 34 and 15 in four seasons at Florida, and it is apparently not gone well enough. For the powers that be in Gainesville, joining me now from Locked On Gators, Brandon Olson and Brandon, I look at this and I go, okay, I understand this is a, a supposedly a blue blood program and they have not been a national title contender every single season. But I also look at Dan Mullen and I go, okay, Florida, who are you going to get that's better? Yeah, that's... That, that, that's that been the question whenever people are like, oh, like Dan Mullen needs to go, Dan Mullen this, Dan Mullen. The question has always been, but who are you going to get that will be that will make you better than Dan Mullen makes you? Because you can even look at Florida's history since 1924. There have only been three or well, two football coaches with a better winning percentage than Dan Mullen. And those two are Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer. He's the third, win percentage-wise, he's the third best coach in program history. And it still wasn't good enough. So that's why it's like, who are you going to get that's better? Because, I mean, I get it. This year sucked. But there's no other way to put it that this year's been awful. But it's it's one of those things where I do think it was the right move to to let him go. Um, because I, I I do think that it just it wasn't working out. And it seems like he lost the team with, and I, I hate that phrase or that saying, whatever, of someone lost the team. But it, it was pretty evident that the effort just wasn't there from the players anymore. Like, they weren't into it anymore. And I thought it would change when he fired Todd Grantham, our defensive coordinator. And then they came out and gave up 52 to Samford. Uh, so it, it, it wasn't that. It, wasn't, it, it just seemed like he lost the team. And I still think he's a fantastic head coach and a fantastic coach. Um, but I, I, it just didn't work out. Simple as that. Sometimes it can be both the right move and still a puzzling move in a vacuum just because of the, the circumstances. And it seems like that might be the case here. So I asked you the question somewhat rhetorically at the top, who are you going to get that's better than Dan Mullen? So 
who are they going to get that they can think is better than Dan Mullen? Um, I mean, there, there's a few guys out there that uh, I, I have no problem saying I'm a very big fan of Matt Campbell over at Iowa State, um, which would be an awesome, I, not, I don't want to say sentimental because it seems like it's not smart, but it'd be an awesome personal hire, at least to me, because I, I went to Toledo while Matt Campbell was the head coach at Toledo and now he's at Iowa State. So it'd be awesome for him to then come to Florida. Um, so he's a guy that he's turned down NFL jobs. He was, the the Jets wanted him like multiple teams have wanted Matt Campbell and he's just said no. And that leads to the question of, is it because he wants to be in college or is it because he wants to be with Iowa state specifically, or if he just wants to avoid those big markets. So things like that, there's a guy that I like that I have not seen anyone talk about, uh, is Jim Leonard, the Wisconsin defensive coordinator used to play for the Jets and I believe the Broncos he was with. Um, he is just that that's an NFL defense schematically. And I, I really like that. I, my biggest concern is I don't know who he knows that would be a good offensive coordinator because that Wisconsin smash mouth style, not going to work in the modern day SEC. It worked with Alabama when they had AJ McCarron in 2010, but it's a whole different breed now in the SEC. So, well, and who does he know that can recruit Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, Georgia? Yeah, exactly. He, he He's not a Southern guy, so it, it's very difficult for him to just walk into this uh, this market and just be, not I don't want to say respected, but to just hold weight in this market because he this would be his first head coaching job and it'd be with a blue blood program. He would need to get an offensive coordinator to say, I don't know who he would know that could do it. I don't, again, I don't know his connections personally, but just based on who he's been on coaching staffs with, I don't know who he knows that could really step into it. And then we look at guys like Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina, and he, it's a really fun offense, but can that carry over into an SEC defense? And when you're playing these these big programs with five stars throughout their defense, look at Georgia's defense. They killed everybody. And like there, there's, it seems that there's a defense every year in the SEC that people are like, this is the best defense we've seen in a long time. And usually it's Alabama, but this year it's Georgia. And it's, it's fun and interesting and I'm, I'm excited to get into it. But at the same time, I am still thinking, will any of these guys be better than Dan Mullen? And finally, Tiger Woods has had to do a fair bit of scrambling throughout his career, but this one, it might just take the cake. Tiger has been recovering from that scary car accident that he endured February the 23rd. He sustained multiple major leg injuries that had plenty of people in the golf media and golf fans worried he'd never play professional golf ever again. On Sunday, he posted a video of himself taking a full swing with an iron on the driving range at Medalist Golf Club in Florida. The swing was smooth and measured with easy distance stemming from a solid ball strike. You know, a Tiger Woods swing. Name a better story than Tiger coming back and winning a major after that accident. Yet another car accident. It's worth pointing out. I'll wait. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets. Download and subscribe free and available on all platforms. Coming up Tuesday, will Tom Brady and the Buccaneers bounce back after a bad loss last week? We'll have that and a lot more. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. 